Hey everybody, welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We are a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario. And today, our pastor Nathan will be wrapping up his Before Goliath series. Nathan raises four crucial points that if you take this in very carefully, this, uh, I believe this message has a chance to really change your life. So with that, let's turn this over to Nathan with part two of Before Goliath. Welcome back, everyone. My name's Nathan. I serve as the lead pastor here at Pathway Church. And uh, today we're actually in week two uh, of a two-week message series that is all about the story of David and Goliath. And so I threw up this image last week. You know, when I was a kid, I remember the story of David, this young boy taking on this mammoth of a man named Goliath. It's the ultimate underdog story. It's incredible. And I know when I read this story and learned about it in the past, I always thought to myself, man, I want to be like David. I want to take down Goliath. I want to do great things. And, you know, we understand that David is really symbolic of Jesus who would take down the enemy and win the war for us on the cross. But there are so many lessons we can learn from David's life. And so we're talking uh, last week and this week uh, about this idea of like what caused this young boy David to run towards Goliath when everyone else was running away from him. In other words, what happened to David before Goliath? And and this is the, the title of these two messages, Before Goliath. David ran towards the battle line. Something happened to him, uh, something in his past that prepared him for this moment. And so we're trying to learn, hey, what is that? And, and how do we learn from it? Essentially, what we're talking about last week and this week are these two words of calling and character, right? So last week, if you weren't here, you can go back on our, on our YouTube stream or our website and you could watch the message where I talked about Calling is essentially your purpose, your destiny, the thing that God has created you for and calls you to. And we learned that, uh, let me just flip back, I got a sheet here. Uh, We learned that the first level, there's three levels to calling. The first is the general call, which sounds like it's the least important, but it's actually the foundation that holds everything else up. The general call is who God has called you to be, a son, a daughter of God his own possession, your value, your worth. All of that comes through relationship with God. And then it plays out in our relationship with others. Okay, so how we treat people, how we love our relationships, our marriages, our friendships. And then if we get all those things right, there is, I believe, a special call, something that you can do, that God created you to do, that no one else can or will do. So there's just these three levels of calling and everyone wants to know what the bullseye is, but really most of the work happens here. And that's what we saw last week in David's life. So what I want to talk about today is this idea of calling and this idea of character. These uh, two things go hand in hand. Last week I showed you my my silver dollar. I've got heads and I got tails and and both sides of the coin are one coin. And in the same way, I believe that calling and character, while they can be distinguished as separate things, they're actually one thing and that our our character and our calling are deeply connected. But before we get there, uh, I want to turn to 1 Samuel 17 and read this text. So the the, the background of this text is this. David shows up, he sees Goliath, and he's thinking to himself, this guy's got to go down. He feels prepared to do it. He's he's talking smack, and the king gets wind of this, and he says, bring this guy to me. I want to hear this guy who's not afraid of Goliath, because everyone else is. And here's the conversation and how it goes, uh, 1 Samuel 17, 34. It says this, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or when there came a bear, 
and took a lamb from the flock. Okay, here's what I want you to pay attention to. It says, I went after him. Who went after the lion and the bear? Was it God? It was David. David says, I went after him and I struck him and I delivered it out of his mouth. And if the bear or the lion arose against me, what does he say? I caught him by his beard. Can you imagine grabbing a lion's beard or a bear's beard? And he grabs it and he's like, I caught him by the beard, struck him and killed him. Sounds cocky, doesn't it? It's like, I did this. Look what I did. I did, I did this. I did this. He's, he's building out his resume for the king. He continues and says this. He says, your servant, your servant has struck down both lion and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of God. So think about it. David's like, I did it, I did it, I can do it, and I can take out Goliath. So when we talk about the two-sided coin, we're talking about God's part and our part, right? Those are two sides of a coin. David says, you know, I did this, I did this, and I will do this. But notice what he says next. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. David isn't like, I got it. I have the skills, I have the abilities, I can do this on my own. He says, I can do it, but I can do it because God will do it through me. He is both relying on his ability and character, but also ultimately on God. It is both. So many people are like, God wants to, God, you, you've called me to do great things. And they're sitting on the couch going, God, do it through me, do it through me, do it through me. And God's like, I can't because I'm going to partner with you. I have a call and I have a plan and I'm calling you to it, but you got to do something, right? You, you've got to develop your character. And, and this is the thing I wanted to communicate to you today. Your call, your call is connected to your character. All right, let me flip this over. Your call is connected to your character. Two sides of a coin, your call and your character. I don't care if God has called you to be the most incredible thing since sliced bread. I mean, you're going to change the world with your ideas, your, your, your music, your whatever. I don't care how big your call is. If your character doesn't match, you will forfeit your call. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. See, your calling is your God-given potential. It's like God said, hey, I've created you for this and I've equipped you, and i put the right things in your life, and I'm calling you to this, but your character is your behavior. So over here, you have, you have uh, God's desire and your potential, and over here, you have your, your behavior and your progress, and both of them are linked together. This is so important. Your character. What is character? When we use the word character, we're talking about, we're talking about who you are. Okay? We're not talking about who you pretend to be. We're not talking about who you want other people to think you are. We're talking about who you actually are. Character is who you are when no one's looking, right? When, when nobody sees, that, that's when you discover what your character is. Your character is not only your behaviors, but your thoughts and your motives. It's, it's you. It's the, it's the qualities of the person that you are. That's your character. And here's the thing I want you to understand. Your calling will always be limited by your character. Or you could say it this way, the character limits or unlocks your calling. God has incredible things for you, but if your character doesn't match, you can't achieve any of it. This is making any sense. You will actually put a limit on the things that God wants to do in your life. So when people ask me, they say, Pastor, you know, I don't know what the bullseye is. I don't know what that thing is that I'm supposed to do. What should I do? And my answer is always the same. When you're not sure what to do, work on you. 
When you're not sure what to do, work on you. What I mean by that is work on your character. Develop who you are so that when it is revealed to you what the thing is that you're supposed to do, you have the character to match it, okay? Character must be paired up with our calling in order for us to accomplish the things that God has called us to do. We're talking about cultivating our character, cultivating our character. That's what we want to do. You know, everyone's waiting for their big moment. Everyone's like, man, if I finally get that promotion, then I'll be a great boss. But there's so much that we can do in the waiting. And you know, this has been part of my story. Many of you know my story. Um, I went to Bible college, met my wife. I went into ministry, had a job as an associate pastor, started a youth ministry, and uh, things were going really well. And I moved to Peterborough expecting to continue as a pastor. And instead, I found myself in a window factory. And there's nothing wrong with being in a window factory. It's a great call. And, And God will call you wherever you are. But I felt like I was supposed to be called into ministry. So I was doing something that I didn't think was the bullseye on my target. And I had to figure out what to do. Like, what do I do in this season? And the answer was to work on me and to develop my character in preparation for what God uh, would want to do in my life in the future. You know, everyone's waiting for their big moment, for their big role. The question is, would you be ready for it when God brings it to you? That's a character issue. And so what we discover about uh, David is that long before Goliath presented himself as an enemy, David was practicing. He was practicing on lions He was practicing on bears. He didn't go from nothing to Goliath. He went from from nothing to lions to bears to whatever, coyotes, and all the way up to um, Goliath. It was a process. So here's what I want to do. I want to share with you four things about character. Um, The first is simply this, that character is not determined by your age. This is so important. Um, Back in the winter, I went down to the uh, Peterborough lift lock, and I got involved. There was a hockey game, some, some parents and some kids. And so now we're just playing shinny hockey on the canal. And there was like a couple kids that were maybe 10 or 11 years old. And they were just, they were just carving it up, man. They were like stick dangling through my feet. I was frustrated because then I'm, I'm an older guy. I've got all this size and reach. And I couldn't stop these kids. And I thought, how could kids so young be so good at hockey? And you know what the answer is? They developed their skills. A lot of hard work went into developing those hockey skills. And here's the thing I always want to communicate to young people, whether you're 12 years old listening to me, to me, whether you're 17, 25, I don't care. You have an opportunity right now to develop your character. And in the same way that a 10-year-old can outpace a 40-year-old on the hockey rink, you as a young person can develop godly character that will outpace a 30-year-old. There, Listen, I've seen kids who always tell the truth, even when it's hard, so that when they're put in a situation where telling the truth would hurt them. They instinctively say the truth. And I've seen people in their 20, 25, 30, 40 years old who, when faced with a difficult situation, will instantly go to lying. And it continues to destroy their relationships, their marriages, their friendships, their work relationships, because they've never developed character that they should have developed when they were kids. And so no matter what age you are, you can develop character. But if you get started young, man, it's incredible. You guys all know investing, right? So here's, here's investment. Like if you start at 40, you know, you can invest a certain amount of money, and then, of course, you get your compound interest. So you can achieve this. But if you start when you're 12, <laughs> you know, everybody knows what happens if you start young with compound interest. I mean, the sky is the limit. And this is true not only of money and sports, but it's true of your character. And when you're 11 and 12 and 14 and 18, and you do the right thing, 
and you speak the truth instead of lying, when you are trustworthy, that is actually character. It's who you are, and it's being developed, and it's being strengthened each and every single day. This is true of self-control. It's true of faith. These are things that you can cultivate, and the earlier you begin, the, the more you can accomplish. And listen, here's the thing. Your character will either limit or lift the lid of your call. So if you can develop your character at a young age, and if you can make big strides in your character of who you are, the sky is the limit. Like God has set out in front of you all these things, and your character, as it develops, will unlock those things. Is this making any sense to everybody? Here's the second thing. Uh, character is not turned by your age. Secondly, character is developed by doing what is right, not what is easy. Uh, David said this, there was a lion, there was a bear, took a lamb from the flock, and went after it, struck it, delivered it out of his mouth. If it rose against me, I caught it by the beard, killed it. So David had been doing the hard thing. I mean, David could have looked out and went, you know what, there's one sheep, there's 99 left, right? The bear got one, we'll just let him have it, that's lunch, he'll be fine for a week, and I'll just move the sheep on to another pasture. I'll just ignore that enemy, I'll ignore that obstacle, and I'll just play it safe and easy. People of character don't do that. People of character walk towards the messes. People of character deal with issues when they come up. People of character do the right thing, not the easy thing. And this is something that, again, we start when we're young, and the impacts of it are huge. The impacts of, of that are huge. Uh, when you move towards that thing, that obstacle, if you have an issue in your life, you don't just sweep it under the carpet. Example, if I, saw, if I had a little ward on my finger, and I looked at it and went, yeah, it's not that big a deal. And I just left it there. Uh, you know, I could spend a few days treating it and it's gone, or I could leave it there and guess what happens? You know, it grows, it takes over my hand and then it spreads to my feet and all of a sudden my body's covered in warts. It's an extreme example, but you get the idea. Uh, you can either address it when it's small or when it's big. People of character understand this, right? David could take the bear out or he could keep letting the bear feed on his sheep and get bigger. And anything you won't address now will only return bigger, right? So if you, if you have a lust problem when you're 20, if you don't deal with it now, when you're 30, it's going to be what? Bigger. If you have a marriage problem now, he's like, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. We'll sweep it under the carpet. We'll address that later in counseling. Guess what? It will resurface bigger, right? So whatever we put off, when, when we take the easy way instead of doing what is right in the moment, man, it, it just comes. So what this means is doing the right thing pays dividends. It always does, okay? When we pursue purity. Purity. You know, we don't just let anything come into our eyes. We don't look at anything. We don't listen to anything. People talking negative. It's like, you know what? I'm not listening to that. You know, people, people saying, hey, look at this. This is, and, and you say, no, no, I'm not looking at that. They said, no, I'm going to keep my body pure. I'm not going to sleep around. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. that. That's hard. It's countercultural. It's a pursuit of purity. And here's the thing I can tell you. When you pursue purity, there's always a reward. It pays dividends. Developing generosity, right? That's, that's not something that's like easy, but it's right. Giving away something that you worked hard for, giving away something that maybe you need, that's, that's hard. That's not easy. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, right? What's cool about this is, is David struck down the bear, he struck down the lion, and so Goliath was just the next step. And, and people often think, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, someday I'm going to give away millions of dollars. Well, if you can't give away $10 now, you won't. You know, one day I'm going to be a great husband. And it's like, yeah, but if you can't keep your hands to yourself now, you're not, right? Someday I'm going to tell the truth, but right now you're lying to get out of everything. No, you're not. It, it just doesn't work that way. You do what's right, not what's easy. Serving others, not easy, 
but right. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Some, some point down the road, you're going to be able to serve people. And they're like, how do you do that? How do you find the strength? How, can you, how do you have the humility to do that? And you can say, well, I built it up over time. Nobody walks into the gymnasium and bench presses 300 pounds without training. You just don't. You build it over time, doing the hard thing, right? There's no shortcuts. There's, there's no easy way um, to get there. Here's, here's the third thing. I want to move on. The third thing, character is developed over time. Character is developed over time. Um, this was a hard lesson that I learned uh, many years ago. Back when I was in grade seven, I had a, uh, a science class, and I remember the teacher assigned to this project, and the, the project was essentially to plant a seed and over six weeks to watch the progress of the seed, to do some drawings and, and to write down notes like a log on how it was growing. Now, I often procrastinated till the last minute and did all my assignments the night before, uh, but I remember the night before this one was due, recognizing that um, there's some things you can't cram right? And character is one of those things. You, you can't cram character. You know, if you think to yourself, well, when I meet the right person, I'll become the right kind of person they would want to marry. You can't cram that. You can't develop patience in an instant. It doesn't work that way. It has to be developed over time. It has to be grown little by little, day by day by day. So character is developed over time. It can't be crammed. It has to be cultivated. Um, Lots of people think to themselves, man, if, if someday I'm going to get this opportunity in my career, and it's like, but, but are you ready for it? Have you prepared for it? Uh, as I said earlier, um, I believe that I was called to be a pastor. And, and what was so interesting is uh, about five years before I planted Pathway Church, I remember sitting in church one day and I was listening to Pastor Brian, my pastor. He was preaching on a subject and I thought, ooh, I know some stuff about this. I could preach a pretty good sermon about this too. And, I, and I, it was like I heard the voice of God inside me. It was like, oh, yeah? Well, why haven't you? And I thought, well, because nobody's asking me to speak. I haven't had an invitation to speak here or at any other church. Like, nobody wants me to preach, so why would I prepare a sermon? And God's like, well, if you feel you're called to be a pastor and you're called to preach, maybe you should be practicing. And so from that day forward, what I started to do is I actually started writing sermons, even though no one was asking me to preach them. And I would literally, I would show up to church and inside my Bible would be like sermon notes. And I would go to church ready to walk up on the stage and preach if called upon. I never was, but it didn't matter because it wasn't about that. It was about developing my gifts. It was about preparing my character for what I would one day be called to do. So my question is, you know, what, what is God calling you to do and what can you do? How can you be cultivating your character? Because if you don't cultivate this, you'll never achieve this. These two are are. are connected and linked. There's no way around it. Here's the, here's the last point, and then I want to share a few stories before I close. Um, point number four, developing godly character requires faith in God. If you listen to this message, you might think, well, he's talking about working really hard on your character, telling the truth, purity, you know, generosity, all these great things. And I, I get that if I develop those things that, you know, I'll be a better person. Sure. But ultimately, developing your character requires faith in God because Many times you will say the right thing, pursue purity, be generous, serve others, and you will not see an immediate reward. And you'd be tempted to give up because you might think to yourself, hey, this isn't working. But here's the thing I want you to understand. Um, godly character, developing, it actually requires faith in God. We're not trusting that good things are going to happen because we're doing the right thing. We're actually trusting that God will reward us, that he is faithful. So David is like, hey, I took out the lion, I took out the bear, God protected me. And here's the faith. Just like I took out the lion and the bear and God protected me, I'm going to take out Goliath and God will 
protect me. It's like, okay, this is how it works. We exercise faith and we trust God for something and he comes through and our faith grows a little bit. And then we exercise our faith and we trust God again and, and he comes through and we, our faith grows a little bit. And time by time by time, our faith grows by exercising it. And that's exactly what David did. Small acts of faith in God. Time over time over time will expand and grow our faith. It'll expand and grow our character, which will unlock the call of God on our lives. So I guess in summary, here's what I like to preach about a lot here at our church. When you don't know what to do, work on you. If you don't know what the bullseye is on the top of that pyramid, that like, here's the thing that I would do for free. Even if nobody paid me, I'd do it because I'm called and I'm wired and God created me. And ah, when you don't know what that is, work on your character. Work on your relationship with God. Work on your relationship with others. Because even if you find the thing, you'll end up failing. You know, as I said last week, David, um, he eventually became king. He sat on the throne and he did so because he had character. But once he got there, he stopped developing his character and it crumbled beneath him and his whole kingdom was torn apart because of his infidelity, okay? Um, I, I really believe this though, that when we develop and work on our character, it unlocks our call. And that's true of our church. If we're people of character and we serve God faithfully and we have faith in him and we do the right things, then our, our pathway community will grow and flourish. And if we fail to have character, it will diminish. That's the same thing personally. It's the same thing in every area of our life. But ultimately, here's the thing. If you develop character and do the right thing, even when it's hard, if you have faith in God, if you begin young, if you, if you pursue the right things, here's what happens. Your call is unlocked and dividends are always on their way. Character produces stuff that you can't even see because God is doing it. I wanted to share with you a couple stories um, of God's faithfulness and some of the results of character as I close uh, this little message series called Before Goliath. Um, the first story is, is one of my own. As I said to you before, um, 10 years, over 10 years, I worked at, at FCI Windows and I started there and I felt called to be a pastor, but I engaged and I was like, while I'm here, I'm called to be here and I'm going to be the best window employee and then eventually manager and then supervisor and then part owner. But at every stage, I was going to do my best to honor God and to build the business and to support my my colleagues and to do what's best for those people. And so during that process, God was developing my character. And, and I had no idea at the time that, um, that God would use that experience to bless me in the future. And so obviously the things I learned at FCI helped me to become a good leader and hopefully a good pastor. And I learned some things, but uh, more recently, I want to share uh, this with you guys. You guys will know that uh, we bought a building recently, and so we have this property on Wallace Point Road, and we're excited to start renovating. We just got a permit approved, so we're waiting for asbestos to get removed, and then eventually crews will go in and start to uh, prepare all the spaces for us. We're waiting for timelines, but here's a couple of cool things that I wanted to share with you. Number one, I met with uh, the president of FCI Windows, my old boss and colleague, and we walked through the space and they were just so supportive of what we're doing and the relationship is, is, is so good uh, that FCI Windows is donating brand new windows for the whole front of that building, which is super, super exciting. And I really believe that's part of, it's a result of character. So many things we do are a result of character and relationship. And so that was just a blessing. So we're just so grateful for FCI Windows doing that. Another quick story, um, right after we purchased the building, Andrew Friesen, our family pastor, contacted me 
And one of the things we were worried about was like, how are we going to borrow enough money to do the renovations and get the space open? Banks are not particularly uh, looking forward to lending churches money, as you might imagine. And so uh, we got contacted by someone who does not attend our church. And uh, ultimately, this person said they were going to lend us $400,000 with 0% interest and zero payments. Okay, so this is incredible. So this is like this incredible God thing. I went to meet this gentleman uh, who I'd never met before, doesn't attend our church. And as we walked through the building and he saw what we were doing, he just said, I believe in what you guys are doing and I'm going to lend you this money, but you're only going to pay me back $300,000. So he's making a $100,000 donation. Again, not connected to our church. But here's, here's what I want to share with you. Before we left, he turned to me and said, you know why I'm doing this? And I'm like, no, please tell me because this is amazing. And he pointed to Andrew and he said, because I've watched this guy and I believe in who he is and his character. And that's why I want to do this. And again, it, when, he, when he said that, I thought, this is amazing because when we pursue godly character, it, it unlocks blessing. It unlocks the call of God on our lives. It, it matters. And if there was one thing that I could communicate to our church and, and to our, our young people in our church is that what you do matters, right? God has a call on your life, and, and I can only imagine the great things that he has for you. But your character matters. And what will unlock God's call on your life is your willingness to do the right thing and honor God in everything and have faith in him and develop your character day by day, and it pays rewards. So with that, I want to pray for us. And again, I'll be gone for the next uh, 11 or 12 weeks on sabbatical. And so I know that our team is in great hands and our church is in great hands, and I look forward to returning and sharing with you some of the lessons learned. Uh, please be praying for me. I know I'll be praying for you guys. I love you. Um, so let me close in prayer, and uh, we'll call it a day. Father, thank you for every person uh, that is part of the Pathway community. And we recognize that we are not the only church in town. We recognize uh, that we're not the only people who are called. You have people who are chosen and called all over our city and all over the world. But Lord, we get to be part of something together. Uh, we get to uh, pursue our relationship with you, our relationship with one another. And then, God, uh, as we grow and develop in our character, you lead us to the things that we are to do uh, individually for the good of the kingdom. And so, Father, I pray for every person listening. I pray that we would understand that we have a God who calls us and that we respond and live out our lives in response to that call and develop our character each and every day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. If you go to that little search button, on your web browser and type in Pathway Church PTBO. There you can find our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Please subscribe and like all those channels to help us further reach people who are lost. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.